Welcome back to the Prayer Problems Podcast. This is Pastor Andrew, your host. And on the Prayer Problems Podcast, we talk about common problems that average people have with prayer. If we're honest, we all go through seasons and struggles and challenges in our prayer life. We want to grow in prayer, but a lot of times we come up against a wall. And so this podcast, we talk about real problems from real people to help you grow in prayer. And if this is the first episode that you are listening to, I would encourage you to go back to episode one. We really laid a foundation for prayer because the topic was, what is prayer? So I'd encourage you to check that out. It would be really helpful for you to start there. But each episode does stand on its own, so you can continue to listen to this episode, no problem. All right, we're going to just start off with a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time that we can talk, that we can grow in prayer. Help us, Lord. Help us to grow. God, we want to know you more. We want to love you. We want to walk with you. We want to grow, become more like you, and to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So this is a good episode. You are. You should be glad that you are watching this right now. The problem for this episode is I am so distracted. Huh? What's that? Oh, uh, I got distracted. Sorry. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever prayed? Have you ever prayed? You've never had this happen before. You've never, never had this happen before. Have you ever prayed? And you start praying and maybe you're a minute or two into it and things are starting to click and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm praying. And all of a sudden, ding, there's a notification. Or, huh, what was that thought? Oh, I, I got to do that thing later. I'm, I'm going to just go do it now. I'm stressed out. Uh. Or you're praying and you're, you're in your room and you're like, wow, that bed looks real nice. Mm, that's comfy. And you go, I'm just going to sit down. You know, I'm just going to sit down on my bed and pray. And you're like, well, while I'm here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down. I'm going to lay down. And then you're laying there. You're, you're, you're praying the, the bedtime prayer, you know? Um, we all get distracted in prayer, right? We, all, we are human beings. Um, we get distracted in prayer. Remember the movie, um, the movie that I can't remember the name of? It's a Pixar movie, Up, Up. The movie Up. And in that movie, there is a dog and the dog has this device and it can speak English. It translates it. And, um, and part of the joke is he just continually gets distracted by squirrels. He's like, squirrel, you know, he's just talking to you, no, 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 squirrel, you know. And if we're honest, as human beings, we are kind of like that, okay? We intend to do something and we get pulled off track so easily sometimes, we live in a distracted world. It's just the facts. Ronald Rollheiser, he's a Catholic priest and author. Um, he writes some incredible stuff, um, some beautiful books. And he has this quote, and he remarks that Christians, in this quote, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says that Christians are more distracted than bad. Okay. And what he's saying is that we're not going out and necessarily doing these terrible things. Uh, but for many of us, we've just filled our lives with so much stuff that we are just more distracted than bad. It's like, why aren't you praying? It's not because you're out, you know, doing terrible things and you're living a horrible double life, but you're distracted. And he wrote this. In 1999, 
before much of the internet, before cell phones, before streaming, you know, before a lot of the modern conveniences that we have today, he said we're more distracted than bad. How much more today are we distracted? Our lives are filled with so much stuff. Modern technology has placed access to endless knowledge and entertainment right in our pockets through this little guy right here, this cell phone, okay? Oh, and I just got a text right now. I'm getting, it's buzzing me. It's buzzing my arm. It's buzzing my my phone. It's like, I'm distracted, oh, okay? We're addicted to these little devices sometimes or other devices and the distractions that they provide. We've got social media, TV, movies, video games, email, texts, and more, and we go to pray with every intention of meeting with God. We, uh, we have a desire. I want to meet with God. Until we hear that notification on our phone, it goes off and we wander away and, and invades our thoughts or a thought invades our mind of the work that we have to do. We wander away and we get distracted. I want to take a few moments because we're going to do two things. One, we're going to look at the heart and we're going to look at a story in scripture. And then I'm going to give you some very practical advice um, later on after we look at this scripture. I want to take a few minutes to read and discuss a beautiful story in Luke chapter 10. It's a well-known story. It's a story of Mary and Martha. I think that it is very interesting where it lands in scripture. Um, It is right after the story of the Good Samaritan, which is about loving your neighbor and who's your neighbor, everybody. And um, especially the people that you're not expected to love, you need to love them. Um, And it comes right before Jesus' teaching on prayer to the disciples in Luke chapter 11, the Lord's Prayer. So he's just about to talk about prayer. And so I just think it's interesting how it's sandwiched in there between loving our neighbors and prayer. And we're going to connect this story to the theme of prayer. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, and I'm reading it in the ESV version says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. That's a beautiful thing right there. First of all, Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching and, and in prayer, We come before the Lord to be with him, abide with him, sit at his feet to know him, okay? Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Notice the opportunity to sit at Jesus's feet in the flesh, the Messiah, the Savior, the the King of Kings, Jesus is there in their home, has come into their home, into their lives and opportunities there, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Now, do the things need to get done? Yes or no? Yeah, they need to get done. It's practical. Jesus wasn't gonna eat dinner that night if nobody cooked dinner, okay? But notice her heart in this. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. So Martha's ticked off. She's out here and she's saying, you know, one, she's got this beautiful opportunity to sit at Jesus' feet. And again, connected to prayer, this opportunity to pray. And maybe she even started at his feet for a moment. And then she said, "Ah, you know what? I got to get these things done. 
But the Bible says she was distracted. And not only was she distracted, she was upset because she felt the pressure and the, the anxiety of all this stuff that she had to do. And she was she's yelling at Jesus. Jesus, tell my sister to get off her lazy butt and help me out. What is Jesus' response? The Bible says in verse 41, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. When, when Jesus says your name twice like that, it's, it is, you gotta read that as his compassion and his love. You know, he's not like, Martha, Martha, you dummy. You know, he's not like insulting her. It's Martha, Martha. You know, he, he comes to her with compassion. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So again, This story is clearly contrasting between a person who's distracted and busy and the person who's abiding in Christ's presence. And as we apply this to prayer, I want you to think about this. The tasks have to get done, right? There are things in life that we have to do. You you don't just say, you know what, I'm going to just stop providing for my family because that's the big distraction right now and I just need to be with the Lord. I'm just going to quit my job. Something's going to happen. Something's going to work out. It'll be fine. Or I'm not cooking dinner for my toddlers anymore. They'll be okay. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be fine. I just, you know, it's a distraction. I can't do it. No, the point is not to demonize the reality of life, the reality of things that need to be done. But you gotta recognize what the the what the tasks and the job did to Martha's heart. Okay. It is how she carried those things in her heart that was the issue. She became distracted because Jesus said, You're anxious and you're troubled. You're anxious and you're troubled about many things. She had her heart, her heart was all in knots because she looked at the to-do list and said, I've got so much to do. And she allowed the tyranny of the urgent, okay? The, she allowed the, the driving voice of busyness to say, you need to get this done or else. And she was distracted by it, Okay. The problem is not that we have stuff to do. The problem is how do we allow the things in our life to impact our hearts? And what happens is many of us just get into a mode of busyness and busyness is probably the biggest enemy of the Christian life. I believe um, somebody said it, I don't remember right now, but you could probably find a quote online. But, But busyness is like the greatest enemy of the Christian life. If the devil can get you busy, he doesn't need he doesn't need to to get you um he doesn't need to get you murdering people. Okay? He doesn't need to get you out murdering people. He just needs to get you busy where you lose your first love. And remember when Jesus says um it's he said that there's going to be people that are going to come to him and they're going to say, "Lord, we cast out demons in your name." We, um, we had faith. We moved mountains in your name. We, we, um, we did all these power. We prophesied in your name. We got the job done. We were busy for you, Lord. And what does Jesus say? He says, depart from me. I never knew you. Who are you guys? You were just busy. You were just getting the job done, but you didn't know me. You didn't, you didn't walk with me. You didn't love me. You didn't abide in me and enjoy me and know me like that. 
And so busyness, sometimes in life we get so busy, all the things that we have to do compound on top of us and it drives our heart. And so when you go to pray, your heart is a whole ball, a messy ball of busyness, okay? And you're anxious and you're troubled just like Martha over many things. And of course, when you go to pray, you try to pray, you take a few moments and then all of a sudden, all those things invade, And because you're in a hurry, because you're busy, you're like, I got to get this done. I got to do it. And it pulls you off. Okay. We need God to transform our hearts and to touch our hearts. Remember God's response to this. If you're busy, if you're hurried, if you're anxious, if you're troubled by many things, if, if life is just, ah, and you're running at 50 miles an hour, trying to keep up with it, God is not going to condemn or judge you. Remember his response to, to Martha. He says, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha, I love you, Martha. I'm so, I'm sorry that you are experiencing this and you feel this way. And he says, this is the truth. This is, this is the situation. You're anxious, you're troubled with many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. One thing is necessary. When life and the busyness and all this stuff is coming on us and, and saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. You've got to remind yourself one thing is necessary. One thing, Jesus. He is what matters most more than anything else. More than anything else. I remember Matthew chapter six, verse 33, Jesus tells us, you know, in chapter six, he says, hey, don't worry about all this stuff, what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna drink, your clothes, and and just the stuff of life, he's saying. He says, your father knows what you need. He knows what you need. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you, okay? Because your heavenly father knows what you need. Everything else can wait, Everything else can take a back seat. It's all going to be okay because your father in heaven is holding you. So slow down and be with the Lord. We need to, with God's help, slow our lives down. And that doesn't mean you become a monk. That means on the inside, you need to slow down, okay? On the inside, you need to slow down the rhythm of your soul and your spirit and your life to where you're like, hey, you know what? That stuff does need to get done, but I'm with the Lord right now. And I'm, and I'm focused on him and he is what matters most. And if you do get distracted, guess what? You come back to him because you're human and you will get those distractions. Things will happen. Remember Jesus, he goes into the, into the wilderness, into the desert. My man is out there somewhere in the desert and they find him, <laughs> which I just, again, I think is hilarious. And they're shouting out probably his name and the, he just hears in the distance, he's getting in with the Lord. He went, woke up super early. He gets out there, find, gets with the Lord and, and it's, Jesus, Jesus, teacher, Messiah. <laughs> he just hears him shouting in the background and you know, all of a sudden, and then they find him and they say, Lord, where, where were you? Everyone's looking for you. And that's the way prayer feels sometimes. It's everything's pressing in against us. But I encourage you, you go back to the Lord. You need, you need to give that anxiety, that trouble to the Lord. You need, to, you need to get to a place of peace in the Lord where you are content in him and you're trusting in him. You need your heart to be transformed. And if that's you today, if you're distracted, 
by the things that have to be done, and you're anxious and troubled about many things. The Lord has an invitation for you to come to him today to allow him to change your heart, to cast your anxiety, your cares upon him because he cares about you. He's going to take care of you. You need to change your heart. You need to be transformed from the inside. You need to let go of the busyness. You need to slow it down and you need to be able to, you need to come to a place where you're resting in him, where you're relaxed in Jesus. And so I'm going to pray that. Father, I just ask for every person that's listening right now, Lord, that you'd help us to slow down to reject the voice of the devil that says, you need to get it done. It can't wait. No, it can wait. It can wait. What's a few minutes? Lord, help us to realize that one thing, one thing is necessary. It's you, Lord. Being with you and loving you comes first. Lord, let our being be so much more important than our doing. God, come and settle our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So when we do get distracted, we remind ourselves that Christ is enough and we always come back to him, amen. All right, now I'm gonna give you some practical advice, just a few practical thoughts that I had that helped me and I have seen help other people. All right, so number one, if you're writing these down, slow your life down. Okay, slow your life down. If you're doing too much and you're always hurried, distraction is guaranteed. Slow it down. You need to learn the most powerful two-letter word, no, all right? Not out, of, not out of being selfish, but about recognizing you're a limited human being. God is unlimited, you are not. And we get tempted sometimes to think, I can do it all. No, you can't. Slow your life down a little bit, all right? Slow, stop saying yes to everything. Stop, stop doing so many extracurriculars and running to and fro. And if, if your life is chaotic, guess what? It's not gonna help your prayer life, okay? Slow it down. We need to remember that the modern time, everything we're compacting so much in. They predicted that by the time, by like 1980 or 1985 or something like that, they predicted with all of the technology that we would have at that point, 1985, we would be working 12 hours a week. They, they said with all the technology, we're gonna, the, the biggest problem we're gonna have is figuring out enough fun things to do with it. They literally predicted that. Guess what? The opposite is true. The more technology, the more advancements, the more we're trying to cram into, and I believe that it's the human condition to believe that we're unlimited, we can do it all, I can do so much. No, you can't. You need to slow it down. We need to relax a little bit, recognize that we don't have to do it all. And again, remember, the times are different. The Apostle Paul, who has did so much for for the Lord and for the cause. He had like three month boat rides between um, <laughs> between missions, you know, engagements and and big seasons of work. Like he had three months off, all right, on a boat, and uh, and he had time to pray and be with the Lord. Jesus would walk between towns and spend a day just walking, all right, a whole day just walking, talking to people, looking at the sky, ah, praying to the Father. All right, we don't have that same space today. You need to slow it down. All right, number two is build healthy boundaries with technology. All right, you need to think 
about the way you use your phone. You need to think about the way you use screens, right? 24 access to you through your phone is not healthy, all right? And here's a practical way to do that. Keep your phone off in the mornings until after prayer, all right? That you wake up before your phone does and you go and be with the Lord in prayer and in scripture, then your phone comes on. The worst thing to do is look at your phone the first thing you do when you wake up. Leave it plugged in, leave it off, somewhere out of the way, get your time with the Lord, then grab your phone. And your phone should go to bed before you do, you know? Put it on the charger at like eight o'clock and, you know, spend the rest of the night without a phone, okay? You don't need it. Um, Build healthy boundaries with technology. Number three, keep a notebook or note cards with you when you pray. Sometimes distracting thoughts are genuinely important and the simple act of writing it down for later will release your mind from thinking about it. This is the way our brain works. When it has a thought and it thinks it's important, it's going to do whatever it can to keep it um Keep it engaged so it doesn't lose it. If your brain says, you know what, I can't forget that appointment. I've totally forgot about that appointment. I've got an appointment at six o'clock tonight with this thing. I cannot forget it. And you're in the middle of prayer. If you don't write that down, that is gonna keep you distracted the entire time. But if you have a notebook, you have a note card, you write it down, 6 p.m. appointment tonight, boom. Your brain has a way of just letting it go because it knows that it's been... um, put down in a way that you'll be able to remember it later. So you need to release your brain from those distractions. That's why I love to have a notebook, note cards. Um, when I'm doing prayer, uh, I was doing the like the morning prayers for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Sometimes I would like totally lose track of what I'm doing and I grab a pen and I, I'd write something down. Why? Because I don't want to lose it. It's important. And I don't want it to distract me the rest of the time that I'm praying. Okay. Number four, Identify the source of the distraction. There's two, oftentimes two, let's say three sources of distraction. One is your own mind. One is your own self. One is your own thoughts of, you know, like what I need to do, what I'm, what I'm worried about, whatever. But then there are thoughts that come from God, okay? And we label them distractions because it's not what I was thinking about. And like all of a sudden I've got this thought. There are times where God puts a thought in your mind as you're praying, maybe you should pull that thread then, instead of calling it a distraction, trying to keep it away from you, um, maybe you should pull that thread and explore it through prayer. Many times God has led me with a stray thought to a deep spiritual experience, insight, or breakthrough. Obviously, you're just praying and all of a sudden you got this thought. And sometimes that's God putting a thought in your mind, in your heart, that you need to explore in prayer. You know, Bill Johnson from uh, Bethel, he says that God will sometimes birth something in prayer. So be open to that possibility. He births things in prayer. And so he suggests, you know, having something to write things down so that you can, you can stay on top of it. Um, but God births things in us through prayer. So you're praying and all of a sudden, what is that thought? Um, and uh, it's not like, it's not, it's not fear-based, it is love-based. It is, you know, you, there's a ring of truth to it if it's from the Lord. Then there's, a, there's a, another place that um, thoughts can come from. Negative spiritual influence, the devil, a voice of condemnation, guilt, or shame. 
You know, in that case, resist it with the Lord's help. Find a Bible verse that speaks the truth and fight back. Instead of letting it derail you, let it take you deeper. You know, if every time the devil tries to discourage you, you take it and flip it around and use it to encourage you, man, then guess what? That's a good thing. Thank you, devil. (laughs) And a lot of times, you know, if you get that negative thought, literally you have, what's the opposite of that thought? It's like, you're, you're not, you know, it's like, you know, you'll never amount to anything. It's like, well, no, in Jesus Christ, I'm going to amount to everything. You know, I'm enough in Christ and Christ is enough for me. Boom. Um, Okay. So identify the source of the distraction. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's God, sometimes it's the devil. All right. Number five. Find or create a space with less distractions. This should be common sense, but um, a lot of times we struggle more in prayer than we have to because we're in our bedroom or in a in a room that has tons of stuff. Like if you've got your Xbox right sitting right there and a, the TV's on and it's paused, like <laughs> you're like, I'm going to pray, <laughs> and you're walking around and every three seconds you see the screen and it's and it's blinking at you, unpause, you know, or whatever. Well, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think you're going to last, you know, like sometimes we we're in rooms and we got all this random stuff, you know, out and they're just things that are, that pull us away from what we're trying to focus on. So don't pray in a place that's full of distractions. Find a space that you can get away, you know, and that's called solitude, all right? If if it's in your room, turn off a screen or put technology where you can't see it, okay? Um, Jesus, he'd go to a desert or a mountain to pray. And for you, based on your personality, the way you're wired, you might love nature. I'd challenge you to go pray in nature. Go out on a hike or something and, and pray. That that might totally change your prayer life. You might have never thought to go out into the woods and pray or go out uh, to the park and pray. And it might totally give you life versus being in your room. Um, we need to find or create a space with less distractions. And then number six, this one, I can't encourage you enough above all else, always come back to prayer. Even if you get distracted for 10 minutes, don't judge yourself or give up, just come back. You will learn self-control. You will learn to grow and overcome those distractions. But for now, as you're being distracted, just come back to the Lord. He loves you and is waiting for your Return. It's almost like a micro um, uh, prodigal son story. You know, I want to go live my life, and I mean, he goes out and gets, you know, goes his own way. And then, what's the father doing? He's welcoming him home, and he's not judging him at all. And so, like, even if it's a hundred times in prayer that we're distracted, and we come back each time, then that's a beautiful thing. That's a powerful thing. Whatever happens, always come back to the Lord in prayer. All right. So, in conclusion. I want to encourage you to apply these practical things, but also at a heart level, let's learn to love the Lord and to trust him. Everything else can wait. Let's entrust ourselves to God. He is holding you. He cares for you. He knows your needs. Everything else can wait. Be with the Lord in prayer. And when the distraction comes, just come back to him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person that is listening to this message, Lord God. I just ask that you would bless them and you'd keep them. Lord, that you would stir their hearts towards prayer. And God, you would help them to overcome distractions. 
God, that you'd settle their hearts and give them peace. Lord, if there's any anxiety or any trouble in their hearts, Lord God, that you would bring them to a place of rest and peace, Lord God. Father, that you'd fill their cup to overflowing and provide their every need. Father, I ask that you'd help us in practical ways to overcome distractions. Help us to learn how to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today for the Prayer Problems podcast. Keep your eyes out for the next episode. It's the last Friday of every month. And um, if you want more info about prayer, you can go to victoryaog.org slash prayer. And there you can also always uh, share a prayer request with us. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We love you and we'll see you next time. Peace.